Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Read with me, Ray. And me, Dr. K. We are on season 35, episode 12, Pictures of You. We're picking up in the house after we kind of saw Dee beating um, Maddie in an elimination. But as we noticed, all of her scenes are still cut. So she's essentially been been written off yes. the rest of the season. But yet lots of people are still talking about D. But right. we don't actually see D no. for most of the episode. <laughs> so. Johnny, I mean, I think he's joking, but he's he's blaming... Josh and Rogan are, are naming them as the masterminds behind the throwing D in coup. I think he's kind of joking, but he's kind of not because as you, as you listen to like what people are mad about, no one ever brings up Johnny's name. It's true. Melissa is definitely more pissed off at Josh. Right. Is at Johnny. But I think part of it is that Johnny, I mean, despite the way he's obviously being facetious, he kind of just accepts that he, yeah, like we fucked you over, but Josh is continuing to try to defend himself um, when really it's indefensible. Like the the facts of the case are you told (laughs) her you wouldn't vote for D and right. (laughs) Right. So just keep saying, I'm sorry don't try all this other bullshit about how you never said, I promise I won't vote D in. When- right. <laughs> and also give me a hug. I'm like, fuck off, Josh. <laughs> Melissa <laughs> might not say it, at least not right now. Not yet. <laughs> but I'll say it for her. <laughs> fuck off. Don't like backstab me and tell me you're going to do one thing when you do something else and then be like, but let's hug it out. Nah, motherfucker. Yeah, like he, get out my face. He truly just wants her to get over it and like yeah. not hold a grudge. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, Swaggy and Bailey are cuddled up on the couch, uh, renewing their vows. Mm. <laughs> Bailey talking about how they fell in love in a situation like this and being back on reality television locked in a house with a bunch of strangers and being filmed 24 seven is making her realize why she fell in love with him in the first place. Oh God, they're (laughs) fucking weirdos. (laughs) And then we get to the boys in the house who don't have red skulls yet. Kyle, Swaggy, Josh, and Corey, who are all, all of a sudden seeing the urgency of their need to get red skulls. All of a sudden is the correct phrase for that because we've only been on, what episode is this? 12. 11 11 episodes has happened, which we, I guess we can equate to probably about a few weeks of time. But now, now they're all worried about getting their, their, Skull, their red skull, which is worried about this when you voted Josh in three times. Remember that, Josh? Oh, sorry, uh, Jay. Jay, (laughs) yeah. 
Um, Kyle has a sob story. I mean, it's not a sob story. Kyle mentions in passing that the reason he wants a million is to um, help out his parents so that they can retire and be, um, you know, cushy since they've done so much for him throughout his life, since they gave him such a great life. He probably paid for his... uh his scalp surgery, his hairline surgery, which is why he wants to repay them. Is that true? I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I always assume that he wants them to Wait, earn the money. Surgery? Yes. Wait, how do you know that? Was that a point of conversation <laughs> in previous season? It was a point of conversation in his first or second season, and there are pictures. He posted oh. pictures on Instagram or Twitter after his surgery. Okay. Saying, hey, look, I got this surgery. Oh, cool. Well, so I always him. assume whenever he's talking about making money, it's to pay off his hairline surgery. But I guess maybe his parents paid for his hairline surgery and he wants to thank them. <laughs> hmm. so who knows? I don't know. But that's very sweet either way. Yeah. Apparently, Josh is having dreams and nightmares about getting his red skull. Uh, whatever Jesse <laughs> Jesse's um, a cool dude he kind of of all the people who don't have red skulls yet he's pretty much bros with all of them except for Kyle it seems like or Kyle Kyle's just like a lone wolf this year. he's got Melissa in his corner and that's about it right oh and then we get to Corey Corey who who is really working the I have a daughter angle, the, the I have a kid on the way angle to garner sympathy both with viewers at home and people in the house. Yeah, I one of my pet peeves on this show is when people talk about how they deserve XYZ because they have a kid or because they have a family. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean that you deserve to win over someone else or that you deserve to stay over someone else. Right. It was really annoying when the other dude did it, whose name I can't remember right now. Tall, lanky, white dude. I can't remember either. It must have not made much of an impression besides that. Yeah. Um, he calls It'll come his, to me. He calls his kid, though. In this episode, she's upset. She does. She is so freaking cute. She's adorable. Yeah, she's a little nugget. But yeah. she wants no part of him. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you've been gone for I don't know how long. I don't know who you are anymore, sir. <laughs> um, and apparently this touches Corey emotionally. And we see him crying to Nelson about the struggle of being away from her for so long and how he's fearful that she will have abandonment issues um, yeah. because his father wasn't around much when he was um, young or maybe at all. I don't know. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Cause I think um, if I'm remembering correctly, Corey is adopted. Oh, so I'm sure he has lots of, um, like, abandonment-related issues. Yeah. And honestly, this would have been a very genuine moment if it w had not been couched in so much other heavy-handed 
plays for sympathy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of the state of the house after last week's purgatory. Yeah. So now we're going to move into the breakdown where we talk about basically the action (laughs) that happened Mm -hmm. this episode. We start with the daily mission for this week, um, which is essentially introduced by TJ writing in on another tank that someone gave him the keys to like a kid. What is that phrase? Like a kid on Christmas or I think that works. Okay, sure. Like a kid (laughs) on Christmas. So this week's challenge is uh, called Tanks a Lot. Um, it's played in teams of three and includes two stages. In the first stage, the teams have to carry um, material from like a pile of junk across a field and drop it off into um, their respective dumpsters until TJ blows the horn and the T then the uh, dumpsters are going to be weighed and those that are heaviest, the top two will go on to compete in the second stage where they have to pull heavy sleds across this, the, the same field um, mm-hmm. to reach a finish line. Yeah. I totally forgot that there were two stages to this because stage one was so fucking long for the challengers as well (laughs) yeah so when tj was like okay on to the second part i was like wait what it's not over (laughs) of all the things they decided to add a layer of a complexity to right they choose to add a second stage to this already very difficult right (laughs) i looked at the time and the stage one took 15 minutes of our time so I, I just equate that to about an hour in challenge mission time. That's miserable. Yeah. Absolutely so, miserable. Who knows? Who knows? But so we have five teams of three. Mm. So we have team one, Josh, Josh, Corey, Casey. Team two, Melissa, Rogan, Johnny. Team three, Anissa, Kyle, and Jenny. Team four, Nelson, Nani, Swaggy. And team five, Fessy, Bailey, and Dee. Um, and before we even get started, um, Nelson says, it's time to get down to the needy, greedy. Oh my God. <laughs> So, so silly. It, oh, Nelson. He doesn't know that that's wrong. He has no clue. Oh. For those listening, it's nitty gritty. <laughs> In case you are a Nelson it's uh, brain type. Nitty gritty. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Unless you're being funny. <laughs> right. Unless it's ironic. Uh, <laughs> And people know what you're, and someone in, in the group of people that you're talking to knows what you're referencing. Right. So stage one begins, and immediately we see the different teams kind of starting to devise differing strategies. Yeah, so we see team one, their strategy, this is Josh, Corey, Casey, is 
to use the pallets that they see um, as part of the junk pile and to get lots of metal on those and then carry the pallets across the field because as Josh said, metal is heavy. Um, okay, Josh. <laughs> and as we, as we see the game progress, they lose that strategy fairly quickly. Yeah, everything is so awkwardly shaped. It's really difficult to yeah. stack anything significantly. And honestly, the length of the distance that they have to go require would require so much endurance for all of them to be working together to carry something like that right um team five uh which is fessy bailey and d i think had the smartest strategy hmm. and they decide to use fessy as a barometer for how heavy things are and if they and if it's determined that fessy can't lift it or is having trouble lifting something then that's something they want to add to their weight and then they're going to rally to carry it across right which i think is very um very strategic very brilliant strategy yeah. on their part um team two which is melissa rogan and johnny decide that they're going to use some barrels that are as part of the junkyard and fill them with stuff and then roll those barrels across the field, which I thought initially was a pretty sound strategy as well. Yeah, except they didn't have, <laughs> they didn't have covers. They had covers and then for some reason they abandoned the covers and I'm like, why? Well, I think part of the reason was because everything was kind of um, out of shape. Mm. Um, that the covers didn't really fit okay. on. So they were having a lot of, it seemed like they were having a lot of trouble trying to force the covers on and they were wasting a lot of time doing that. Um, so those brain trusts decided to try to roll them without, <laughs> without not, covers. That is not the solution to that problem. <laughs> and the best part, is that TJ is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And he's cackling mm. because he's enjoying it so much. And they keep like, it, and it's pretty clear immediately that it's not going to work. Like the first two rotations of the barrel and shit's just flying out the side of it. Abandon, abandon this. Right. But they keep trying to make it they work. They don't. <laughs> But they don't abandon it. They no. then, there's one shot of, I think it's Johnny, who's literally on his on knees, his knees stuffing rolling stuff. this barrel as he's stuffing things back in. Oh. That's so silly. Y'all are giving Nelson a run for his money. Um, and then Kyle, who's on team three, is really a big fan of this. Uh, game because he thinks it plays to his strengths of being able to carry things and 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 run um, <laughs> well yeah <laughs> and um his strategy is to focus on density so not going for things that look big um but are actually light instead focusing things that are compact mm -hmm. and yeah. really really heavy which also makes them easier to carry some people were like trying to sling car doors around themselves right 
Um, but there are other things like car batteries, which are really, really heavy that I think some of the other teams overlooked because they weren't as flashy as the big rusted pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's surprisingly smart for Kyle to think of this. Like the fact that he even knows what density is. <laughs> you know? Because Kyle's pretty dumb. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't um, say a lot. So he doesn't so come across <laughs> as dumb as, as Nelson. But he's pretty dumb. Okay. So I was just like, oh, somebody was paying attention in their physical science class, learning about density. <laughs> and then we have, um, so Corey, through all of this, um, at some point they're pulling, I, I don't know what the fuck it is. It looks like a car frame or something. And he ends up doing something to his ankle. It sounds like he pulls or pops a tendon. Right. Um, or by how he's describing it. Um, so he gets injured, like, pretty much in the middle of the whole thing. So probably around minute 25 <laughs> or 30. Um, but he pushes through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then we have Fessy. Ooh. It's not even fair. It's really, I almost felt bad for everyone else. Like, Fessy, I didn't, I mean, I think I knew, but I didn't really know until this episode. He is a, like a physical specimen. Like, he is truly, yeah. like, stronger than even strong stronger people. faster yeah like, like it, it was it was not it was it was <laughs> i just it was almost unfair i was like oh he's a, <laughs> like when you see usain bolt running and he's just so much more naturally gifted than everyone else that you almost feel because he's just like i'm out for a walk but <laughs> i'm actually like kicking your ass in this mile run yeah <laughs> yeah no, that was totally fussy. And he looked hot as shit doing all of it. Sure. I didn't, I didn't find it attractive, but <laughs> I found it impressive. <laughs> but you have a thing for, like, those muscly, broad-shouldered type. <laughs> Please see The Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I thought Fessy looked sexy as shit. <laughs> Uh, he's pulling and yanking all these things oh, and, and grunting <laughs> yeah mm-hmm all right so tj finally calls time at this point they're all begging for it like right let us stop um and the top two teams we learn were only separated by 10 kilos we're 22 we pounds kilos probably because they're in Europe and that's the oh. that's what the the weighing system is for whatever they're using fair point <laughs> <laughs> so thank you um Johnny for doing a quick conversion yes, for us much appreciated although I did remember after he said it that one kilo is 2.2 pounds 
So this was an easy conversion one. Sure. Don't give Johnny too much credit. <laughs> um, and those top two teams were um, teams three and teams five. And interestingly enough, these were the two teams that had two women and one man on each team. Right. So it's Anissa, um, Kyle, and Jenny, and then Fessy, Bailey, and D. And also, these were the two teams, I think, that, as we discussed earlier, also had um, the smartest strategies compared to everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't even think we saw um, <laughs> Nelson, Nani, and Swaggy didn't even share any strategy that we were aware of. But shouts out to so Nani, though. She looked good. Yeah. She did look she good. She did that she one looked, thing where she picked she, up that barrel and like flipped it over her shoulders. Yeah, she was, was carrying some heavy shit. Crust. I think a lot of people were. <laughs> but yeah, so teams three and five definitely had the best strategies. Um, I think at one point Jenny mentioned that she felt the other teams were lapping her, lapping their team a lot. But that must have meant the shit, the shit they were carrying wasn't heavy enough. Right. And she, she was right. So we get to the second part because we needed a second part for this mission. Um, and they have to pull these heavy ass sleds. I don't even, were there things inside the sleds or were they just heavy? No, it just looked like solid like solid metal, but like a metal that's yeah. heavier than other metals. Yeah, they look to me to all be the exact same sled, which was right. interesting because everybody had to pull the same one. Like they weren't even corrected for or adjusted by percentage or... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they were just, okay, everybody has to pull this 150-pound thing across the field yeah um so fessy as we just talked about immediately takes off and storms out of the gate and demolishes every i don't even think he stopped running right there they did a wide shot right they they panned out to the entire field and fessy was like I'm bad at distance measurements, but he, everyone else was in a line and Fessy was like ahead of the line by a significant amount. Right, right. He was gone. And then when he, he was probably about three yards mm -hmm. from the, the finish line and he, he had like a burst of energy. He starts running. Uh, yes. And it's like Fessy, no. Nobody is behind you right now. He's competing with himself. Right. You could have walked <laughs> and you still would have beat everybody. I'm going to so, talk about this a little bit later, but I truly, truly hope that everybody was paying attention to what right. Essie demonstrated this episode. They clearly weren't because if they were, they would have thrown him into elimination. He was in the tribunal. Oh, that's right. But Spoiler. That's, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you've seen the episode if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> so even though Fessy gets there first, 
Team three is actually the one that's in the lead because right after Fessy, um, I believe Jenny comes through, no mm-hmm. surprise, followed um, very closely behind by Kyle. Yep. Um, but then Bailey comes across and ties it. Um, and it essentially comes down to Anissa and D. Mm. And Anissa uh, is initially doing really well, and yeah. she's in the lead. She's ahead of D. She and I. She was ahead, and then when she was doing her talking head, um, mentioning how like she doesn't think any of the other girls have like like the other girls might be fitter than her, um, but they don't have stronger legs than her. I would totally agree with that, but her form was so not beneficial to like speed. Right. Um, she kept going down onto her arms, kind of like a modified wheelbarrow mm-hmm. position instead of standing up, leaning forward and using her hands to help distribute the weight which is what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she ended up um, disadvantaging, if that's a word, herself um, in doing so because it slowed her down quite a bit. Right. And then D seemed to, seems to have gotten a burst of energy or motivation or something because she kind of comes from behind, yeah. starts picking up speed, and then ends up passing Anissa and maintaining that speed all the way across yeah finish line, which means that team five, five fessy bailey and d win and become yeah. the tribunal yep and pa- kyle pile kyle is pissed and he's even more pissed at anisa but it's interesting to me because kyle is not really a competitor unless it some unless it's He's lifting things and running with them. <laughs> Sometimes not even then. He's only a competitor when it benefits him. Mm. And we've seen all season, Kyle has done a whole lot of nothing. And now that he thinks that this is potentially the last purgatory, now he wants to get competitive and expects everybody else to be at the same level of competitiveness, which I just think is bullshit. But right. and it's like kind of I mean I guess you can't control your emotions to an extent, but yeah. There are just some things that people are unable to do. Right. And it can't be said that Anissa didn't give it her all, but she did. Um so we get back to the house and people start talking about what's gonna be happening, you know, house vote versus interrogation. And we got a lot of people jockeying for a spot in the, the um in the purgatory kyle um immediately starts campaigning for the house vote but so is Corey. um but kyle tries to dissuade Corey of doing that by pointing out that he has people in the tribunal who will likely choose him which is not true because bailey's in the tribunal and there's no way right. not let making swaggy the um the tribunal pick exactly josh is being a true idiot i mean he's staying true to form rather (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes he is making no sense 
in saying that he doesn't want to be the house vote because then he doesn't have the option of choosing not to go in if he sees the purgatory as something that's not to his to his advantage. But I mean, Fessy and Johnny are rightfully pointing out to him that the time for 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 choice has passed. Right. Like you're the, you're not going to get the luxury of waiting until it's a purgatory that's in your favor and then mm-hmm. having the power to be able to either vote, get the house vote, or be the tribunal pick. Right. Take the damn chance. And if he would have been, and it, it would have been interesting to see that house vote have to then be split three, three ways. ways. Yeah. Just two. Um, but he's an idiot. Um, and Melissa believes so. <laughs> yeah. And, and Melissa's just sitting there <laughs> rolling her eyes and in her talking head confirming what we all know is that he's a fucking idiot because why are you wasting your breath defending why you want to quote unquote wait Mm. when time is of the essence and you should be advocating for yourself to get voted in the only thing that benefits you is to the only benefit is to be voted in through the house vote because then you are guaranteed to be in the elimination. Yeah. Again, the tribunal has Bailey in it. Right. I don't know how anyone thought that with Bailey as a member of the tribunal, that anyone else was right. not going to get that. She right. never raised, even if there was a conflict, right. she would have raised hell until it went her way. Right. So for him to even be relying a small bit on the convenience of the tribe of being one of the tribunal i don't know nominees it's idiotic yep but not surprising as you said no um so we move to the elimination voting the house vote Mm -hmm. and Corey immediately pipes up and says he wants the nomination Ugh. Again, because he has a family and a daughter. I hate these damn speeches. And Kyle says he wants the vote because otherwise he feels worthless. <laughs> um, and says that if they vote for Corey, they're essentially sending him home, which true. But also, Kyle, you've had lots of opportunities. And every single time you've said, I don't want to go into elimination. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. I think that was the wrong approach to take in terms of an argument, like, cause that kind of relies on him knowing that people care about him enough or like him enough to care yeah. that he would go home rather. Mm-hmm. He should have made it, should have gone way back to episode one with the gen strategy. Who would you rather go up against in a final? Right. Who do you think you have a better chance against in a final? me or Corey and framed it like that. Exactly. Um, but to the rest of the earthlings. (laughs) (laughs) That will never not be iconic, Uh, (laughs) but he doesn't. And so the house vote begins. Josh swore, swore on his family to vote for Corey. So I guess he keeps his word this time. And Kyle rightfully asks, why would you swear on your family? (laughs) 
You know, I think I, I don't know what I was doing, but I missed this. So when Melissa brought it up again in her rant, which we'll get to in a bit, I was very confused. I thought she was talking about some off camera nope. um, shenanigan. Okay. Mm. Um, Corey. Nope. Sorry. Jenny uh, votes mm-hmm. for Kyle as well, which pisses Corey off because Corey supported her going into her purgatory um, and again was in a tribunal when Jenny's name was put up and she didn't want to go in and didn't vote for her to go in at that time. So he kind of feels that she he's given her two favors and that this is the time to repay him by saying his name. Which I would normally agree about Except at this point in the vote, Corey is up five to two. Mm. So Jenny voting for Kyle does nothing to impact him. Mm. Especially because most people have already voted. There's not really a way for Kyle to catch up at this point. So it's annoying to me that this is what Corey wants to use his favor on especially when I believe that if the tables were reversed and it was, um, and it was Nelson Mm -hmm. versus Kyle and, and everyone else was voting for Kyle, that Corey would have voted for Nelson, even if he owed Kyle a favor. Exactly. Exactly. And I think he kind of uses that as a way to, question Jenny's trustworthiness or right when I'm like no it's the exact opposite yeah she has a longer standing more a longer standing and stronger relationship with Kyle right than she does with you so of course if it comes down to the both of you she's gonna go with Kyle right she's very clear in saying like I got you next time essentially Mm -hmm. in this case it can't be you and right. if I'm a competitor, I would respect that because it shows right. like you, you, she's so straight up. Right. And it's like, if I was Kyle and my, one of my close friends votes for the other person because she owes them, I would be fucking pissed. Right. Like it's one thing, like you can owe them and you can pay them back. Not when my head That's is on the fucking step. line. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if you're my friend, you need to support me when it's time to support me. Yeah. And then, oh, let's not forget about Melissa's vote. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa ends up voting for... Kyle. Kyle, obviously. But she kind of starts her vote off by saying, I think it's pretty fucking obvious who I'm going to vote for because unlike some other people, (laughs) (laughs) wink, wink, uh, Josh, I keep my word. Um, and then Josh, again, I don't know why he just doesn't zip it because he's so clearly right. wrong, starts going off on her about why she keeps bringing it up and why she's being mean to him and why she's even talking about it. And it just kind of explodes. And Melissa, in true, true to form, goes off on him. And like, oh, she goes berserk. She's amazing. Like, I love Melissa. I love Melissa when she's like, happy or like excited i love melissa when she's terrified i love melissa when she's furious she's so entertaining um and imagine she is 
uh, but she may not, she may or may not know at this point, but she is pregnant at this point. Mm. So I could even imagine like with the amount of hormones and shit flowing through her body, how like fucking enraged she must have been. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, she, who'd she curse out the other time when they were in that bar and it was so perfect? Um, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was last week. <laughs> she was like, she, fucking Dr. Phil, you fucking waste of space. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that about? I don't remember. Uh, anyway. Oh, I think it was Nelson. Yeah, I really don't remember. But yeah, I mean, she's, she's just good. She, she, she rips him to shreds. Um, and he, he tries to combat her verbally and loses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Big old loser. Right. That's TJ likes to call them all. But in the end, Corey gets the nomination. And what I find to be the one smart move that Kyle makes this episode in terms of his politicking, he immediately starts count campaigning for the next house vote using people's guilt for not saying mm-hmm. his name against them. So like yeah. Lisa, who really let him down this, this week, who told him that she owes him or like, you know, that she's sorry and she wants to make it up to him. Couldn't vote for him this time around because her alliance with Corey is stronger, but he's immediately like trying to capitalize on her feeling bad and other people who couldn't say his name for Alliance Reese's feeling bad to get him next time. Which I think is a really good strategy. Yeah. So now we we head out to the bar. Out on the town. Except for Corey, because he stays in to ice his ankle and look at pics of his daughter. At this point, I well and truly could not bear any more of this storyline. Right, because he has a family and a kid. Who even has that many photos anymore? Like, this is, like, where did you <laughs> Someone get- who wants to use them as, um, as ammunition to get the storyline and sympathy. He had, like, 50 printed, I haven't seen that many <laughs> printed photographs since, like, 1998. <laughs> um, Granted, I do think they take, they take away their phones, mm-hmm. so... Maybe. Well, remember, um, what's her name had pictures of her now ex-boyfriend in her in her diary that was used to um, decorate the love nest. It's true. Very true. (laughs) So it's not unusual, but still, we don't give a fuck. Your kid is cute, but we don't care. (laughs) And then Swaggy and Bailey spend their time by themselves discussing purgatory. And one of the things that I, um, I don't remember if they said it during this, this scene or at the earlier scene when they were also by themselves discussing strategy. Um, I believe it was Swaggy who made the very astute statement that they don't have as many friends as they thought they would in the house. And I'm like, because y'all are always either by yourself or cussing out people. Right. So when were you trying to build allies and make friends? 
I mean, you're totally within your right to not do that, but don't start bitching about it when things aren't going your way. Right. And, you know, we've seen that happen before on other seasons when people come in together, um, either as a couple or as a group of friends, and they count on that partner or that group to get them through everything but it only works if your group is sizable right and they lost their biggest ally um who was only one ally yeah they they really counted on um they really counted on that alliance with wes which fine wes is a great player wes is a name that he's a great person to come in with on your side, but they really should have been using their time to build friendships with other people, which is what we've seen a lot of the other newbies do. Right. Um, even Josh, as annoying as he is, um, like has ingratiated himself with lots of other people. I don't think they consider him a friend, no. but they certainly consider him a boat. Yeah. Right. No one considers um, Bailey and Swaggy a boat, so they're not beneficial to anybody. Hmm. Yeah. So. At the bar, they're talking about uh, purgatory, and Swaggy mentions that he only wants to go in if it's physical, because I guess it was implied that things that were up to chance would be too risky. Um, but he's, it, it was kind of like confusing. <laughs> well, I would Why think if he has a photographic memory, he would want some sort of puzzle or brain game. But, but I also don't know why he thinks going into something physical would give him a much better chance as a puzzle because he is so small and not to say that like size and strength have to necessarily correlate but <laughs> but we haven't seen anything uh we He's have not, not seen any dominating performances from him in 11 episodes exactly and if it's like that pole game and it's against Corey or kyle <laughs> Or God forbid it was water related. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's kind of silly. Um, Bailey's like, you're going in. <laughs> like, no matter what it is, you need to go in. Oh, and yeah. also on this night out, we see um, Casey and Nani still being very, very, very close what they would call friends so i'm so happy that you're here oh i'm so God. happy that you're here nani said if i could build a perfect person i would build you if that is not a line that is not what you say to a platonic <laughs> yeah also if i yeah, was uh I casey's <laughs> girlfriend and be like what the fuck yeah. like you are uh -uh. not establishing adequate boundaries, Casey. Right, right. At all. Yeah. <sighs> so we get back, we're in the tribunal, and it's made immediately clear that Bailey wants to put Swaggy up. Fessy apparently is also close with Swaggy and is on board. 
Um, and he's and also he, close with Josh. Yeah, he wants Josh to have kind of like second pick after Swaggy, essentially. Um, and then they kind of throw Kyla Bone by making him the third. So I think, you know, Bailey, or sorry, Swaggy comes in. There's not really much to discuss there. He knows why he's there. He's grateful. Um, and then Josh comes in and in his thick brain, I, I really, it's, he's, he's exhausting as a human being. He thinks that there's some way he can talk himself into getting the three of them to say his name. When well, one the, of them, the two of them. Because Bailey. Oh, we don't know what we said, what he said to D. We don't know if D was even in the room. <laughs> but he wasn't even considering D because he knows D is pissed at him for last week. Mm. So he actually thinks he can convince Bailey. That's the problem. So idiotic. Um, like Fessy, maybe. But he goes in there thinking that he can convince Bailey to choose him over Swaggy. And I'm like, dude, where the fuck have you been? And it's not even just this season. You were in the Big Brother house with them <laughs> when they met. That led to them getting married. Right. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? So stupid. So stupid. Um, Kyle comes in. He also wants the vote because he doesn't think there will be another chance for him. With I agree. Guys. Um, but he says if it's a puzzle he doesn't want to get chosen. And Fessy lets him know, don't worry, you're probably not going to get chosen no matter what it is. Except for he didn't say it like that. <laughs> so that's what he meant. Yeah. So we finally get to purgatory. Yeah, and we don't get much of a look at the arena before we get into the voting. But we do see like a shipping container and that's about it. Yeah. And no surprise, Fessy and Bailey both vote for Swaggy. Mm -hmm. And also no surprise, D votes for Kyle. So Swaggy it is, Swaggy versus Corey. And the game for this purgatory is called Launch Button. And the shipping container has buttons scattered on both sides of it. Mm. And there are lights on top. Looks, um, it ends up being about 40 lights on top, 20 for each contestant. And each, um, each guy will be connected to the container via a harness. And their goal is to swing from side to side and hit those buttons until they have activated all of the lights at the top. Right. And it's kind of like a memory game because they have to remember which ones they've already turned on yeah. so they don't accidentally turn them off and blah, 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 blah. And I don't think the lights also aren't in order on top. So you really have to remember what you're pushing. Right. Yep. Um, we won't ever let Swaggy live down the earlier in the season when he said with his chest that he had a photographic memory. <laughs> Which we've had several memory-related challenges. And remind me again, how many of them have Swaggy won? I mean, I think, like, none. 
So, I mean, okay, Swaggy. But yet, once again, he brags about this amazing memory he has. So, this amazing memory. And this time, he adds in his speed. He is so fast. But, like, that has anything to do with hanging from a harness and having to swing side to side. Yeah, so let's see how well this plays out. Right. Corey says uselessly that he plays memory with his daughter as if yeah because actually cogent to this challenge like in case you didn't know Corey has a family <laughs> so silly and unnecessary tie-in but sure Corey, okay <laughs> memory for toddlers is going to come in great handy during this i do love memory as a game though that's one of my favorite games by the way. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. <laughs> like Corey, like Corey's statement, it's not related or relevant to anything. But at least in your case, I care to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they begin. And they both are kind of having trouble getting into the, sw the swing of things, pun intended. Swaggy especially seems to be struggling at one point, he's literally trying to, like, run across the side of the container. Like He more looks like he's, like he's trying to, like, <laughs> doggy paddle or skedaddle. Yeah, it's like a cartoon <laughs> character, the way they run when they're going really fast. Like, anyway. He um, looks ridiculous. He looks silly. Um, but at, at, at one point, they both seem to get into like a momentum and start. they figure out something they figure out how to swing yeah. Bailey's on the side really really being an asset to swaggy she's essentially keeping track for him of what he's pressed and what he needs to press and is like very clearly communicating what his goal should be as he's going mm -hmm. back and forth um yeah. which is one of the better partner sideline um assistance that we've seen this season I yeah well until she Jordan. starts well until she starts yelling what the fuck are you doing <laughs> use your legs um <laughs> but anyway and so and so swaggy actually starts to pull ahead and it seems like because he has this rhythm going that he's going to win and yeah he is very much in the lead yeah and it's only because he kind of got that momentum down first and mm -hmm. so was able to like establish like a four or five light lead over Corey. But then a couple of things happen. He presses a button that he's already pressed. Mm -hmm, um, that photographic memory. Mm -hmm. Even after Bailey told him which one to go for and he did not press it. She said upper right and he went to the one that was <laughs> in a little bit. Not following instructions. And then he lost his swing. So something happened and he's all of a sudden tumbling across the side of the shipping container and at yeah. that point and then she tells him to go back to it which he does and he misses it when he swings back yeah he goes he clearly taps but he completely misses the button so now he's he's delayed himself on a third swing right and by so a third swing at yeah. this point his swing is becoming less efficient and Corey's swing is becoming more like Corey is like really like getting 
from yeah. one complete side to another. Like it, it's kind of, it's very graceful. Yeah. Um, and so because of this, Corey ends up winning. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he does have a family. I heard, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to hear what you thought about this game and what you would have changed, if anything. I like this game. Like I said, I, I love memory. So I think this was an interesting um, take, an interesting version of it. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily change anything. Um, but when on all of these swinging on opposite sides of the same container, um, I always like to see some additional like factor at play. Hmm. And I would have wanted to see um, where their, their ropes were connected to each other so that one person's swing affected the other person's swing. And that, that would just be another element they would have to, to work out and figure out in order to be strategic. Um, one, of the other, one of the things that we also didn't mention is that neither of them had a strategy during the, during the purgatory. Yeah, I mean, I think the main strategy, or I think both of them kind of happened across, happened into it and then stuck with it for as long as they could but like establishing that swing was really like crucial for both of them and then I think at least in Swaggy's case I know I was noticing a trend where he was kind of working from like inside out in terms of like being able to remember which buttons he'd already pressed um that's it yeah how about you Mm, I liked it I think it would have been even cooler if they were actively fucking up each other's legs. So like when, when I push mine on that pushes one of yours off. Right. Or even if like the right side is swaggy side, like, or yeah. So what's on the, the buttons on the right are swaggy's buttons and the buttons on the left are Fessy's buttons. So in every swing you turn on a button, Corey, but, Corey, for example, how do I explain this? It's obviously so every time you can turn on a button, but if I see that you're beating me, I can start tapping off your buttons. Right. So instead of both of the side, both ends of the container on your side being your lights, mm-hmm. only half of them are your lights. And yeah, as yeah. you move to the other side, you can actively turn off yeah. the other person's lights. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I didn't see either of them doing was take advantage of being able to press multiple buttons on one screen. Right. They kept all each doing one, especially at one point. Carrie, Corey had so much hang time yeah. that he could have easily um, just like run his hand over like three or four of them at a time. And now I'm wondering if that was maybe a specific rule hmm. that they got. Yeah. Who knows? Because we never get the rules, the full rules. So. Yeah. And it's just timed. So like at the end of five minutes or something, whoever has the most lights on wins. Yeah. Rather than the first to turn on all their lights. Yeah. I like that. All right. So that was the breakdown. And so we're moving into naming our challenge all-star this episode. 
person who did something great or who we like the most? Dr. K? My challenge all-star was Melissa for <laughs> the total and complete smackdown she landed on Josh. And I love that she, like, she clearly restrained herself because she could have done it after the purgatory from last week. She could have done it when every single time Josh was in her room kissing Johnny's ass mm -hmm. and talking about whatever the fuck. Because Melissa was there every single time. Right. Because I'm pretty sure her bed is across from Johnny's. Um, but nope, she just sat there and she listened to all of his dumbness and she rolled her eyes and, you know, she just was cool. And then... She brought it up during the during the vote and just laid into his ass. And he didn't even know what to do. He's brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. How about you? Mine's Fessy. For yeah. the obvious reasons that we've already detailed. He's just, he's on another level. And as I mentioned earlier a little bit, like, I hope that I see a concerted effort to get his ass out of the game by the rest of the house on the next guy's elimination if there is one because like come on you don't want to run against against Bessie in a final right they all fucked up when they allowed him to um because he did nominate himself and there was no voting Ridiculous. the time that he went into the purgatory correct right yeah so that was one of the that and johnny well, no, he didn't nominate himself, but he, he said, if you choose me, just know that I'm coming back. No, but, but like, he said it as a way to nominate himself. Well, no, it was more like he already knew his name was like going around. Yeah. And so at the beginning, he was like, he just like put everyone on notice. But I don't know. He wasn't nominating himself. He was just like, I, I know that my name's going to get said. So like, that's fine because it's your game, but no, I'm going to win. True, true, true. But it also speaks to how no one in the house fully understands so the rules, <laughs> like the new rules. Like, why would you let someone like that into the final when you have an opportunity to keep him out. They all had the opportunity to keep him out. Once he started pulling that sled, like my, when I saw how far ahead of, he was of everyone, my mind automatically flashed to a final. Yeah. Which. And the funny part is this wasn't the first time that he has demonstrated that level of strength and speed. Mm. He did it in the first um, the first uh, mission on the first episode where they were running back and forth. I don't where they, oh yeah, they were carrying the, the containers. No, they were um, containers with missiles or bombs or whatever the fuck in them. Remember those long green things and they had to run them back yes. and forth? Yes. Like he demonstrated that then. And that was the first episode, and he won that. It's like, how dumb are you people? Yeah, no, they need to figure something out. Yeah. Um, oh, elimination pick, who we were not a fan of or who we hated this episode. Do you have one in mind? Uh, mine was Josh. Yeah. 
and runner up uh Corey because I stopped talking about your family. <laughs> but congrats to winning your Ritz goal. Yeah, I mean Josh for me too. Um trying to think if there's anyone else who I found annoying this episode, but it's pretty much just him. <laughs> um all right. And so lessons in shade. Um, which is our favorite shady moment or manipulation during the episode. I didn't really feel like there was a lot of shade in this no, episode, um, but I did like Kyle at the end saying that uh, he's going to do anything it takes to get into the final and he's mm -hmm. going to backstab everyone in the house. And I'm just hoping that this is... Um, a an indication of upcoming episodes and what he is going to do um, as he has shown in prior seasons that he can be really fucking shady mm. um, and sneaky and manipulative when he wants to again when it it's totally towards his benefit um, so let's see some of that how about you I mean, I'm hesitant to even name this person. I, it, I wouldn't say it was my favorite moment, but it was definitely a manipulation that seemed to work on people in the house, which was Corey constantly mm -hmm. bringing up his daughter. Um, mm -hmm. And it played out most obviously during the house vote when I think a lot of people were sympathetic to him because of that. I think maybe, maybe a few votes would have swung a different direction um, if he hadn't played that card. So, yeah, I guess, Corey, your strategies working on some folks. Oh, that was difficult for me. Um, <laughs> oh, and the guy I was talking about is, uh, Tony. Who okay. he's more, um, that I was saying he always talks about how he deserves X, Y, Z because oh, okay. he has a kid. And then the next season it was, he has two kids, another kid on the way by the girl he cheated on his girlfriend with. Like, mm. it's a fucking mess. And then mm. they got engaged. <laughs> All right. And now for but our favorite segment, I don't wrestle. I fucking beat bitches up, which is our favorite line from the episode. Yes. And for me, that line was from Melissa during her rant to Josh, where she screams, you're no one to me in here, you annoying twit, in her lovely, lovely accent. Right, if we could just monologue Melissa's entire rant, yeah. we, we would, um, yes. but we don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was Kyle. Kyle was quite entertaining this episode in all of his talking heads. I found him very funny. Um, one of the lines that stands out to me is when he's talking about the challenge, um, sorry, the daily mission. And he says, this challenge actually works out to a lot of my strengths. All it is, is carrying heavy items and running. That's all I'm good at. I love that Kyle is so aware that he's not a smart guy <laughs> and that yeah. his strengths lie elsewhere. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of self-awareness that a lot of the other dummies are lacking. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I respect him for it. 
was there any stupidness in social media this week? Social media was kind of dead. MTV's not yeah, tweeting because everyone is on very a Black Lives Matter hiatus. Yeah, everyone has been uh, very silent, uh, with the exception of Josh, who just retweets a lot of shit. Retweets tweets that are supportive of him. Yeah, and also from the secret. The secret what? That's the name of it. It's some like spiritual, like a religion, like a cult. psychological thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a cult. I don't know if it's a cult or something, but it's like, oh, if you unlock the secret to X Y Z, I don't know. Look it up. It's what? <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the movie The Bling Ring or heard of The Bling Ring? Yes. That's what they, like, their family was very into the secret. It's like a lifestyle, like, um, what's, that, what's that other one called? Oh, where, yeah, where those girls were getting that tattoo on their pelvis burned in. Yeah, but it's like, what was that? What the fuck was the name of that book that that everyone would kind of journal in, in the 2000s. There was like a, I can't remember the name of it anymore, but I think the secret is like that. It's like the secret to living a happy life. And here are like the steps you need to take to fulfill these things. Okay. That's kind of what it is, but I don't really like, every time I hear anyone talk about it, it sounds like a fucking cult. <laughs> Um, so I don't really pay attention to it, but he retweets a lot of that. Interesting. From their tweet thingy. Um, but that's what I always remember it from, is from the bling ring. Uh, but yeah. But in general, I think everybody has been real quiet mm -hmm. after um, the D fallout. And apparently um, other people from MTV has have been fired, including Corey's uh pregnant or she's not pregnant anymore she had her baby girlfriend um she was also fired um i saw something that jordan was put on like a three season hiatus or something oh i haven't like, seen that but i wouldn't be surprised because apparently he said some racist shit quite a few seasons ago which i don't remember but it may have been during that time period that I didn't watch like there were two or three seasons that I didn't see mm -hmm. um, so it may have been during that time period um, but also not surprised because Jordan has said some real fucked up shit in the past um, but yeah I kind of think everyone is like on their P's and Q's so to speak right um, who else lots of people have been getting fired um, some of the people from Vanderpump Rules also got fired. That's Bravo, isn't it? It's Bravo, but it's still kind of like in the same like social media, reality TV space. Right. But I think it's, it's kind of like a reckoning for <laughs> a lot of the vile people who have, um, who have been using reality TV and social media to um, further themselves because they have no other skills. Right. Yeah. Johnny, however, seems to still be um, 
employed. I think Johnny has some kind of business contract with MTV is different. It looks different. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so predictions and possibilities, what we're anticipating in the next episode or um, how things are going to play out later in the season. I think for one, we see Bailey getting up in unproblematic Casey's face next episode. And I can only imagine that it has something to do with her and Nani vying for a spot in next week's purgatory, which will likely be one of the last women's eliminations. All I can say is Bailey must be fucking brave as fuck. Cause if there's one person whose face I ain't getting up into, I don't care how nice she is, is Casey. Why? Because she can probably knock your ass out <laughs> with like a flick of her finger. Wait, is she like a UFC thing? No, she's she a, a she's a she's a football player. But do you know that um, female the female football leagues don't use pads? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I feel like Bailey's been in fights though. I think Bailey. I don't think so. <laughs> I think Bailey is too loud and confrontational to have not actually had physical applications before. I think Bailey <laughs> uses her loudness to scare people off. Mm. I don't think she actually gets into fights. Okay. But yeah, the, those female football players are no fucking joke. The men in the NFL don't even play padless. And they do. And in bikinis. <laughs> I, th I do think we're going to have one final women's purgatory, though. That's I, only, yeah, I that's think the only that's reason that it. fight would have gone down. Yeah, um, I definitely think next week, next episode is the last purgatory. Um, and then, like I said, we'll, I, it'll either be the rest of you which would which should probably be about six total, three guys, three girls, are either just cut or there's a final purge between those six to get maybe one or two of them additionally into the final. The final. Because <laughs> um, remember, there's still... Jay has two unacquired skulls, technically. Right. But that's assuming that there's a set number. Correct. Right. Yeah. So. so we shall see. We'll be watching. We'll be tweeting live on Wednesday. Yep. Um, Challenge Read 1 is our Twitter handle. But until then, I'm Ray. And I'm Dr. K. Signing off. Peace.